Welcome to the Faith Christian Fellowship of Montego Bay's podcast. We are reaching for His glory through building and teaching. I hope you are encouraged and edified by this message. Seasons of change. First, I want to remind you, as we, as I said last week, that change is guaranteed. You cannot stop change. Change is going to happen around you. It is going to happen to you. And therefore, you have one of two options. Either you become, you become an uh, agent of change or you will become a victim of change. If you do nothing at all, you will be a victim of change. But when you become an agent of change, you determine for a great part of that change what happens. You manage the process. When change just happens to you, then you have to go with the flow. So God wants us to become agents of change. And as agents of change, as I said, you're either going to make it happen or it is going to happen uh, to you. Today we want to talk more about uh, perspectives, how your perspectives are hinged um, to change. A man's life is motivated, directed, and ultimately controlled by the thoughts that dominates his mind. Your mind is like the control tower of your life. It gives direction to your life and what, wherever your mind space is, your life is likely to go in that direction. That is why the word of the Lord from Proverbs 23 verse 7 teaches us that as a man thinketh in his heart. Remember we said that that word heart is not talking about that physical chamber that is behind your chest pumping blood up and down. The word heart for the most part in the Bible means spirit, your inner man. So as a man thinketh in his heart, his spirit, his inner man, so is he. You become the product of your thoughts. Now, every one of us as human beings have a belief system. Whether you are conscious of it or not, whether you uh, formally work on it or not, you have a belief system. A belief system is a set of beliefs that form a unified system and becomes um, the regulator, so to speak, of your life. So there are different philosophies and uh, all of that which are fundamental to a belief system. And uh, provides the basis, in, in part at least, for your convictions and for your perspectives. So your convictions and perspectives don't just come out of nowhere. For a, a, a great deal, your convictions come out of your belief system. In other words, if you don't feel strongly about something, in terms of um, foundation and all of that, you won't feel bad 
if you trespass in that area. So the philosophy, the belief system form basis in part for your convictions and certainly your perspectives. Your perspectives, how you assess things. People assess things according to the kind of lens that they're looking through. You will see according to the lens that you're wearing. So your perspectives serve as the lens for your life. So uh, uh, your perspective is a measured assessment of a situation. So when we talk about your personal life now, your perspective is um, an assessment, a measured assessment of your life. And that assessment will come according to uh, your belief system. Just building a foundation here as we go into um, what, what, what God is saying for today. Now, I believe that there are different versions of people's life. Um, any version of you that emerges is dependent on your perspectives, your belief system at that particular time or season of your life. And all of us can admit that over time, different versions of our lives came to the fore. So for example, when Paul was Saul, a, a different version of him emerged because his belief system, his perspectives were different. He believed the things of the kingdom of darkness and the cruelty of the kingdom of darkness emerged. He was dragging prisoner, um, Christians and committing them to prison. He was actually feared among the Christians to the point that even at his Damascus Road experience, the Lord spoke to a man named Ananias and said, I'm sending Saul to you so you can pray for him that he can receive the Holy Spirit. And Ananias was like, God, you didn't get the memo about that man? That's a dangerous guy. We, no, 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 no. And God had to speak into the heart of Ananias and say, listen, I'm dealing with him. He's a chosen vessel. And so when Paul's conversion came and he started to believe the things of the kingdom of God now and start having new perspectives, a different version of him emerged. So I'm saying that for some of you, some version of you may have emerged in the past that you're not so pleased of and that the devil wants to hold you in condemnation about. The truth is, if you get born again and your perspectives have changed, then you need to focus on the version of you that is coming out now and that God wants to come out to serve the nations of the world. Moses was a man that was uh, taking care of sheep in terms of the animals. And 
Moses was just interested in the multiplication of the sheep and um, taking care of them that you could get well watered and all of that uh, sheep, healthy looking sheep. But one day he had an encounter with God. And when God told him about confronting Pharaoh, all of a sudden his perspectives needed to change. He was seeing things a different way. And as Moses uh, walked close to God, and the new perspective started to guide his life. You could see where the leadership that was in Moses all along started to come forth in a way that it never came before because now he had new perspective. The first time when God was telling him about fear, he was saying, no, I don't. he was hesitant. But as Moses got into his strides and um, walked in the perspective of the kingdom of God for his life, he was going to Pharaoh in boldness and saying, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. He wasn't even concerned about his life anymore. He was now concerned about the kingdom of God being executed on behalf of those Israelites. And the new version of him came out in a way that uh, people never dream. There is a version of you that is waiting to emerge. But you have to work on your perspectives. I believe that these are the days when the best of you is ready to begin. But I want you to understand clearly that even if God do, do, uh, should do a supernatural uh, miracle in your life as it relates to certain things if if certain things are not changed you won't even move any further because i believe that there are some people that god has genuinely healed their body they came forward for prayer worship god and they received healing and months after the same situation came back in their body not because they were not healed but they did not change their lifestyle they kept eating the same things that is causing the sickness. So if there is no change, then you go back to square one. So even if God should appear to you with a million angels and tell you that he has called you to do this and that and all of that, and you knew that vision was from God, if there is no change of perspective, you won't get up from off the mark. You will just gloat, so to speak, in that vision for the rest of your life. You know what happened? The angel of the Lord appeared to me and said this and that, but, but no effects of it. Hence, the need to um, change perspectives. So, I believe that the best of you is ready to begin. God wants to work in and through you so that your family and your generation and the generations following can be blessed. I want to read the scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 this morning, and we're going to 
read, I think, verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3, it says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Before I go on to verse 4, let me read that again. It's a powerful verse. If our gospel be hid, meaning that if it is not are coming forth in your life. If you are not encountering the gospel, if it be hid, it is hid to them which are lost, which are lost. So that means, um, you know, those who have no connection with God. But verse 3 goes with verse 4. As you should all know by now that the Bible was not really written with verses and chapter. The translators put that so that uh, we can uh, study and understand the breakdown a little bit better. Not all the verses went the same place in my opinion or the correct place in my opinion but that aside verse 3 is not different from verse 4 in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4 here. So verse 4 is actually explaining verse 3 in terms of um, the lost and how the gospel is hid. So it says again in verse 3, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And let's explain that now. In whom? So them that are lost are those whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Let's start at the beginning of the verse again. In whom the God, first of all, I want to notice you to notice in your Bible that, that God right there is with capital G. It is not talking, sorry, with common G. <laughs> sorry, common G. It is not talking about Jehovah God. It's, this is actually talking about the devil. So it is saying that the God of this world, this world, are the God that manipulates the system of this world, hath blinded the minds of those who uh, don't believe. Now, follow me carefully here. What we're seeing here is that what the enemy does to hinder the people who don't know God from coming to the Lord is to damage their perspectives, blind their minds, how they see things. Let's break it down a, a, a little bit. Satan will bring all kinds of accusations. Remember that he is the accuser of the brethren. He will bring all kinds of accusation against the kingdom of God, against the church, so that those who are not serving the Lord, uh, hopefully will bind to his accusations and say, I don't want 
any part of the church. In other words, what he's doing is damaging or impairing their perspectives, how they see the kingdom. So that is why you will constantly hear some things that you shouldn't be too disturbed about. You'll hear people saying, the church is all about money. The pastor is taking the church money to buy new car and build his house and all of that. You hear all those kinds of stuff all over the place because the enemy is trying to damage the perspectives of those who don't believe so they don't want any part of the church. So you will hear things uh, like um, the church is not doing anything in society. The church people are hypocrites and all of that. That's all a part of the scheme of the enemy to blind the minds of those who don't believe, to keep them away from the truth. That's a part of his trickery. He wants to control uh, their perspectives to keep them away from God. So if you fight off those perspectives that the devil wants to give you, and you receive Christ, then the devil still continue to work on your perspectives because he knows that that's the best way to try and keep you away from growing in God and advancing in the things of God. So he will still try to work on your mind to stop you from progressing in God. That is why you will read through the scriptures where it constantly say things like, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. That is why you hear, renew your mind. Because if the enemy is able to capture your perspectives, manipulate your perspectives, then he will keep you from the kingdom and keep you from becoming your best in God. We talk about putting kingdom structure around your gift. These are some of the things that we're talking about. But thank God, there's nothing that the enemy comes up with that, the, that, that God has not given us solutions. And God has provided for us so that we can deal with the perspectives, the thinking that is not of God so we can come into what God intended for us to be. And I want to read another scripture out of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to read verse number four. But even before I read, I want to also say to you that um, this is that when, when people say things about you as a believer, don't allow it to control your life. Don't stop and give um, any flesh, any substance to what people say uh, that is not true. That's where the devil wants you to go so that he can keep you in depression and all that kind of stuff and you know what he will do 
it will cause even people from in, in the church to say things that you never imagined because he's trying to get you turned off from the church. He's trying to give you his perspective. And sometimes people bind to that, but I want you to know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse uh, three. We're gonna read from verse three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Look at verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Casting down what? Imaginations. Talking about thoughts, perspectives. The weapons of all warfare cast down imagination. And I want you to understand before we read on that only the church have such weapons. The doctors, we respect their profession and all of that, but they don't have those kind of weapons. The politicians don't have those kind of weapons to cast down imaginations. And every I think that exalts exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every what? Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Let's back up to verse four. For the weapons of all warfare are not carnal, and the word carnal there means flesh. So it's not of the flesh. They're not natural, but they're mighty through God through God, if you attempt to use them ex outside of God, it won't work. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, let me say to you that a stronghold is a captured part of your mind. All right? So it is an area, a space in your mind where Satan comes and uh, dominates that space and manipulates how you think. It's a captured part of your mind. So you are not in control of your thinking in that area of your life for one reason or the other. So the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but they're mighty through God to pull down any dominant area of your mind that Satan has. Any perspective that the kingdom of darkness has planted in you can be pulled down. So that you can accommodate the perspectives of God and become all that God intended for you to be. Now, your belief system and ultimately your perspective, how you view things and how you process things, that belief system is influenced by two things. One, by the source, your source of information. What forms your belief system, what influences your belief system is your source of information. 
This is why it is so important to read the word of God, study the word of God, hear from God, uh, sing to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and all of that, because that source of information for, from the kingdom. But if you allow your source of information to be from the world, from the kingdom of darkness, then it is going to damage your life ultimately. There are some people that your source of information is wrong and it has affected your life and you don't realize. So there's sometimes when people come to tell you what others have been saying about you and you just have to tell them that, you know what, I don't want to hear. Especially if you woke up with a psalm in your heart that God had been speaking to your heart about. When God has routed information to say, those that are with you are more than those that are against you. Don't listen to those that are telling you about those that are not for you. You have to listen to the information from God that is saying, those that are with you are more than those that are against you. Elijah's servant went out and saw uh, the whole host of the Syrians surrounding the place. And he came back to his master and said, oh my, we're not going to be able to get out of this. If you ever see outside, Elijah, and see how they have surrounded the place, there is no way that we can get out of this. He was seeing the natural side. His information was from the natural anger. Sometimes what you see is not what the word of God is saying. So Elisha said, Lord, open his eyes. In other words, give him a connection with the spirit that some kingdom information can begin to get into his spirit. He went back outside. When he, he looked, he saw the armies of God surrounding the place, surrounding those armies that were surrounding the place. He saw um, God at work. He, 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 he was able to come into information that he didn't know before. And this information, latter information of the armies of God surrounding the place was able to uh, dictate his perspective. And he was able to see the thing uh, a little bit differently. So your source of information is very important. We'll come back to that. Number two is your experiences. Your experiences will help to shape and form your belief system. And here is the interesting thing about that now, that all of us have had experiences that were not so pleasant and the devil wants you to harp on those experiences for the rest of your life because those are the experiences that he wants to form your perspective so you didn't grow with your father so what of course, it's a better thing to grow with your father than not. But it doesn't mean that you can't become what God wants you to be. Well, you had a broken marriage. So what? 
Are you going to allow that to form your perspective? You better get out of that fast and hear what God is saying so that you don't process everybody the same way that if God sends somebody else in your life, you can't even see them because of those damaged perspectives. All of us have had experiences that are not pleasant. But here is where we have to come to God and allow God to uh, download in our spirit so that we can go past those experiences. So there are many people that their lives are bounded, fenced, by the experiences of the past. And that's all the devil wants you to talk about. When you meet somebody, you want to go through them things that happened 20, 25 years ago. Well, that's not what God wants you to talk about. He wants you to talk about who you are in Christ. He wants you to see yourself in Christ. So, so here's the interesting thing. If your belief system and your perspectives are influenced by your source of information and your experiences, and you seriously want to keep those healthy, what you have to do now is to develop a mechanism in your life, develop a system to ensure that the right information is constantly flowing in your life to shape your perspectives the way God wants them to be. You have to ensure that kingdom information is constantly flowing in your life. So what is your plan? What is your mechanism? What is your um, system that you have put in place to ensure that there is a constant flow of kingdom information in your life. You have to put plans in place to study the word, to ensure that it is always flowing in your life. And that is why I would say to you that even if you're reading the Bible and it seems like you're not getting anything out of it, for that moment, don't put it down. Still read it because you are training your system to um, have an appetite for the word of God, to read the word of God because one of these days, it's going to burst open in your spirit and the revelation of God is going to come that makes a difference. So you have to set that up in your life. You can't hold anybody else responsible for that. You have to set that up. That's how you're going to change your perspectives and end up changing uh, your outlook on life and end up changing the results that you get. So you could come to the altar and we anoint you with oil and you fall down and we prophesy over you. But if those perspectives are not changed, you go back to square one. And next, the, 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 the experiences. Now, this is why now you have to continue in a 
close relationship with the Lord that now you begin to have kingdom experiences. You start having experiences with God. So as you walk with the Lord, you're going to know uh, have experiences with the Lord. And those experiences are going to form your perspective now instead of those um, old experiences that really have no value in your life and intend to divert you somewhere else. It's important. It is important to have experiences with God. And this is one of the areas that we have a problem in the kingdom because people are not having any experiences with God because sometimes we, we cloud that out with religious activities and sometimes we just don't take the time out to walk with God uh, to the degree where we'll have constant experiences with him. But when you see the Lord provide, when you can uh, relate to his healing in your body, when you can relate to his favor in your life, when we join hands and pray and you see the miracle of God happening in your life, those experiences are now going to shape a new perspective. So you want a perspective that is shaped on kingdom experiences, not on the failures that have taken place in your life. But the kingdom experiences. So at Faith Christian Fellowship in Montego Bay, anybody that has been there for a while, I know if we say we're going to pray for someone that's going to have a baby and they're having challenges, uh, almost everybody would believe God's going to do something because of how we have seen God work in that area over time. Earlier, um, Carly led the worship. And uh, when Carly was born, the devil had other ideas. But look what the Lord has done. She's serving the kingdom in a potent way today. We've seen the miracle working hand of God in our young people, in the lives of the people as the supernatural power of God invaded their space and their, their lives. And we know that our God is a healer. Those are our kingdom experiences. So our faith is there to believe God for whatever we're praying for in, in, in those years. But as I said, it is important to um, ensure that you have kingdom experiences so that it's not just the experiences of the past, your BC years that are dominating your life. But what God is doing, what he has done, how he has uh, provided, those are the experiences that God wants to dominate your life, your uh, space. Y you know, um, the Israelites were in Egypt for about 400 years, over 400 years, and they had all kinds of experiences in Egypt. And when God moved them out of Egypt. 
even though they had astounding miracles and interesting experiences with the supernatural from God, the experiences of Egypt dominated their lives and their perspectives. And if you notice, it was a different generation that was not born in Egypt, that did not have the experiences of Egypt that took Israel into the promised land. And sometimes we need such a deliverance and breakthrough from those past experiences because you have made up your mind that you will never have anything to do with him or her or them or the church just because of one person that the devil used to hurt you. This is the day of healing and miracles to be set free. There is an urgent need for uh, repair work to be done to your perspective. And that can only be done by the spirit of the Lord. There are some sources that some people need to cut off because the information that is coming through those sources are poisonous. They're not of God. And if you keep that channel open, it is going to keep your perspective damaged. You have to manage the flow of information in your spirit. You have to put the system in place to ensure that you can become all that God intended for you to be. You see, in life, the experiences that you have, you will come out of them either bitter or better. It is easy to come out bitter, but it is better to come out better. And God wants to hold your hand so that you can come out better. So that you can come out singing the songs of Zion. Look what the Lord has done. When the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then were, our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing, saying, the Lord has done great things for us. We're off. We are glad. One of the indicators that a person is bitter, remain bitter, because sometimes people tell themselves, I'm not bitter, but we have to test it by the fruit. And one of the indicators that people remain bitter is when they continue to maintain a victim mentality. One of the indicators that people are not totally healed is when they maintain a victim mentality. A victim mentality is when you keep blaming others for 
your situation instead of accepting responsibility and changing the situation. You blame your father for what he didn't do. You blame your boss. You blame your ex-husband, your, your ex-wife, your children, the people around you. That's an indicator that you need to get out of bitter and become better. You are not responsible for the circumstances that surrounded your life when you were born. You can't, you couldn't do anything about that. You never ask to be born um, to a father that was married to someone else or whatever. You're not responsible for that. You are not responsible for the circumstances that surrounded your life when you were born. But what you are responsible for is your destiny. So there comes a time when you have to accept responsibility, even though you didn't create the situation, you have to accept responsibility to ensure that you get to your destiny. God wants you to get to your destiny, to become all that he intended for you to be. But the victim mentality is not going to get you there. So today we say to you, arise, shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. We say, today is the day when those damaged perspectives can begin to be healed and made whole so that you can become all that God wants you to be. Stop blaming people for where you are in life, the circumstances. You just need to get up tomorrow morning. You need to maybe go to bed and sleep and wake up in the evening and say, look here, as of this day forward, I am in charge of my life. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday or 1940 or 1620. I am in charge of this ship and I'm guiding it to destiny. You have the capacity to do it. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We're partnering with you and believe in God for the best today. I don't care what the circumstances were. You grew up in a single parent family. You're, you were abused by your relatives or friends or whatever. You're in your third marriage and it don't seem like it's working. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You are accepting responsibility this day for your destiny so that the new version, the kingdom version of you can emerge. Oh yes, you have some time. And exciting days are ahead. So we look forward to partnering with the word of God about your life concerning your life and we are excited about the days ahead i want you to close your eyes with me and let us pray 
We thank you so much for joining us today. God bless you and ensure you have a great day.